Welcome to Empowering Others Through God's Word by Words to Inspire. Our mission is to inspire you to know God through His Word, to know that there is hope for you and your future through God's Son, Jesus Christ. The podcast today was recorded on the week of February 22nd, 2021. On Easter Sunday, April 4th, our guest, Pharaoh, collapsed in her home due to a cardiac arrest from which she did not recover. Her family feels she would still want you to hear her speak about God's integrity and faithfulness. They hope you will be inspired in your own chase for truth after you listen today. Well, again, I'm glad that you joined us today for our second episode with Pharaoh talking about the names of God, who he is. And we had our first session and got right into David and Goliath, the Goliaths that we face in our lives. So welcome again, Faith. Thank you, Ruth. And we're looking forward to today. We're going to find out a little bit more about um, why we should trust in God and how we trust in God. Why don't we trust in God? But you talk a lot about the integrity of God. And I don't hear that word much anymore in our culture, although it certainly is a concept and a truth. Can you share a bit about what the integrity of God that's a pretty big topic, but in, in a nutshell. Well, well, could I go back for a minute to trust? Yes. And, and then we'll go to the integrity. The, sure, absolutely. And, and if we had a group of Christians here, or anybody really, and asked them, what does trust look like? We get probably different answers, very different answers. And how we hear it used, um, sometimes we, we see trust as a necessity. you got to trust that pilot on your airplane or you're not going to get on. You're going to trust that he's going to get you from here to there. Uh, that we trust that he's, he's prepared, that he's knowledgeable, that he's diligent, that he's had a good night's sleep. Uh, we see trust as a gift when we meet people. Uh, we, we, we're good people. We expect to meet good people. So we trust people until we don't trust them anymore. And then we see trust as a response. And trust really, this is what true trust is. It is not a gift because you're a good person. You don't give it to people uh, normally. You you might uh, offer it to them, but you don't really have true trust in them until you know them. Trust is a response when you know someone of character mm. and you know them personally and intimately. You trust them. If you're if we're having a hard time trusting someone, Ruth. It's for one of these two reasons, basically, when you really get down to it. We know they're unreliable, or we don't know them. Wow. As well as we should, as we need to, in order to be able to trust them. And we know we should, Christians know we should trust God. We say God is good. And knowing that, we should be able to trust him at any time. But really, Ruth, sometimes you could spend the whole day worrying, mulling over a problem, Thinking, of what am I going to do about that? How, am I, how is it going to get worse? And we toss and turn in the middle of the night. If you wake up, a lot of people wake up in the middle of the night. And I've done it. Now you've probably done it. And you think about a problem that you've got and, and you worry it. Turn it over and over and over. You worry it like a cat with a mouse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 
basic, most of us will get to the place, we'll pull ourselves back and look at God and say, oh, but God. Those are great words. Yeah. But I wonder though, Ruth, and I do believe this is the case, and I, I found it to be the case with me a long time ago. I, I realized that I didn't trust God in, because I didn't know what trust was, and I didn't know God well enough. God, we haven't become convinced of his integrity, and this is where mm. integrity is a big word, like you said, that we don't use much anymore. We don't, we don't, um, we probably don't see it much anymore, but it's a big word and it's very big to God. The definitions of integrity, you know, I, I looked it up. Firm adherence to a strong moral or artistic value. That's, that's a, a kind of a broad view. Most of us, this, the second definition is what we think of when we think of integrity. Someone who's honest mm-hmm. has integrity. Honesty and integrity seem to be interchangeable. That's, that's good. That's a kind of a basic for us to know. If someone's not honest, then we know their integrity is, is, is not there. But this one, this third one really speaks to me. And I really think it speaks to what we, when, when you know God, this is what you know. It is the quality of being whole and complete. The Cambridge English Corpus says this. And I think this is the truest definition of a God kind of integrity. It is a precursor to having one's integrity protected is the capacity to exercise will, to do what you say you'll do, to make choices. I mean, you have autonomy. No one, no one can tell you what to do and you can communicate desires. Now God has done all of these things. He has the ability to exercise his will. He has the ability to make choices and he has the ability to communicate desires. And he's done all of that. Mm. That simply, that's kind of a lot of words. Simply, it means the, a person who has integrity, their thoughts, their words, and their actions look the same. Okay. And what is behind the door is the same as, as what is in front of the door. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And that is the basis of true unwavering trust. When we know someone is not going to say one thing to us, but they really mean something else. They say they're going to do this, but... They decide, no, I can't. Now we do that quite often because we are human. We can, we can say something and then we can't, we have to change. We, we find else, some, something else out. You know, we, we, we believe something and then we, we get more information and we change our mind. Yes. Or we, we say, well, I'm going to be there this afternoon at two and something comes up. We run off, the car runs off the road. We can't be there. We're human. Mm-hmm. Now, does it mean we have a lack of integrity because we didn't get there at two? No, it means we're human and we couldn't, we couldn't make it, you know. Yes. But, uh, but God is not like that. So, Faye, you uh, mentioned how because we don't know somebody, mm-hmm. we can't trust them. Yeah. And in our first podcast, we, you gave the story of David and Goliath and, and how this young boy with no experience on the battlefield at all, had more trust in God than the seasoned, seasoned army of the sons of Israel. I find that astounding, but so true to where we are in this podcast today in our, in our sharing, because it, this is who God is because David knew him intimately. He was able to act on it. 
not because he had the the ability except that the skills God had honed through the years on the on the side of the mountain but his trust was in God that God would use the skills yeah that he had what God had given him he was now going to use isn't that a beautiful picture because today we find the same thing that people are not able to trust God i was just thinking about my own experience of thinking that i knew God but what i thought about him was not true yeah i thought right what i thought of it so i can know and have a relationship with god but i may be distorted <laughs> one of the things that i kind of uh, talk about when i'm talking about knowing god is sharing with people you know i live on a lake and uh, there are boats and yachts and all kinds of things. as a matter of fact we belong to a yacht club and I let that kind of sink in for a few minutes while people are pursuing or, or thinking, processing what that means. And they must begin to have this thought about us that we must be wealthy if we belong to a yacht club. <laughs> and then I'm able to say to them, well, you don't have to have a yacht. And it's a very minimal membership to be part of it each year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and so, so I, I use that illustration because it has helped me to understand that We've got certain knowledge. You, yeah. you talked about that earlier. We have a yes. certain knowledge that we apply. But my knowledge was based out of my experience, not out of God's word. Yeah. And so I began to think that God wouldn't forgive me, yeah. that well, he was unfair, mm-hmm. and that he had favorites. Mm-hmm. And that I could do it by myself if I tried hard enough. Yeah. So I became a striver. (laughs) Yeah, I became a striver. And that is, that is one of my weaknesses. And so, but, but now that I've come to know God, those were all lies. Mm -hmm. But I I was brought up in the church. I was brought up in a Christian home. I accepted Christ as a child and recommitted my life during a depression in my marriage, early marriage. But I didn't really know him in order to trust him. Yeah. And so fear was able to come into my life very easily because I didn't really know him. I thought I did. Yeah. You know, I went to church every Sunday, didn't you? Bible under my arm. (laughs) Well, maybe not with the Bible under my arm, but I went every Sunday. I I say I was born in... Born October 1st, and I went to church the next Sunday. Basically, that's the way yeah. it was. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But that's not, that's not how we gain our knowledge. No. By going to church. No. I that's mean, not the checklist. Thank God for church, Ruth. Thank God for that, for the, yes. for the, the pastors and the teachers and, you know, they all, I think yes. they call them the, the ascension gifts. God, Jesus, when he left, he, you know, gave these gifts to people. But, we can't depend on other people. You know, I grew up in church too, and, and I knew how I should live as a, as a Christian, and I didn't always live that way. So I lived with a lot of uh, shame. You know, anyone looking at me would think, well, she's a good Christian. She plays the piano. She sings in the choir. You know, she does this and that. I thought I was pretty good too. Little Miss Goody Two-Shoes, let me tell you what. <laughs> but um, I did come to the place where I realized that I didn't, I didn't really trust God. And there were two scriptures that helped me, that set me on a journey. One was, they that know your name will put their trust in you. It's in Psalm 9, verse, verse 10. And I realized I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know him 
well enough. I didn't know his name. They that know their God will be strong and do exploits. Well, that sure wasn't me. You know, so I, I realized I didn't know God as well as I, I should. So I started on the journey, you know, of, of devotionals, morning devotionals. That's what Christians do. They have morning devotionals. <laughs> and um, so I started, I heard someone say that they read through the Psalms and they would would pray the Psalms, worship God in the Psalms. So I found myself one morning, and this is key to the big change of my life. Psalm 138, verse 2. And it says this, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have exalted your word above all your name. And I'm saying that out loud to God. And I realized, God knew, I had no idea what that meant. I was embarrassed. I said, God, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I know it's true because it's here in the Bible. But it's not true for me because I don't know what it means even. That you've exalted your word above all your name. Will you please show me what that means? Mm. And then I went on about my day. It didn't happen right away. The next day I went on to another song. But when I would come to that song, I would always say, God, I don't know what that means. Would you please show me? And then one day I heard him say to me, well, you know what the word is, study the name. So I started. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I've been in church. I know the names of God. So I started with those names and I realized that they were the names that he used to describe himself. And when you look at them, you know that they are, that he connects himself to an action. He says, this is who I am, and this is what I do. Mm. Know me by this name, because this name tells you what I do. Now, go back to, if you go back to integrity, you know that there's, that's unchangeable, that it, 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 defines, it defines his actions on the earth. And it can, because he's God, and he doesn't have the, the uh, weaknesses or the, the lack that we do. He knows the beginning and from the beginning. So we know people. I think it was very interesting. It hit me the other day that we know people through their actions more than we know from their words. That is key to the way God relates to man. He relates to man through words, but also actions. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just say, this is who I am. See ya. Worship me. He says, this is who I am and this is what I do. Mm. El Shaddai is, is uh, one of the great names that we, and it means he's a many-breasted one. I go back to that mama elephant, you know, yes. and uh, we don't think of God as mama, but one of his names says that many-breasted one, the mama is the, is the nurturer. When you, when you're, when you're just born, the mama is your nurturer. The mama is the one who, who watches over you, who provides the food for you, the milk for you. And this is who God is. He said, I am your nurturer. I am the one who has what you need. Stay close to me. That's so powerful. And so that would be one of his redemptive names. Yeah. It was, it was a name that he, he, uh, revealed really to Abraham when, uh, it was Abram at the time. Abram tried to fulfill God's prophecy <laughs> about him having a son. He tried to fulfill that himself because he looked at himself. He looked at his wife and he said, we're in no shape to have babies. You know? <laughs> no kidding. And, uh, you know, of course, his wife came up with a, a good idea, which wasn't a God idea. No. So, you know, there was there was that uh, 
but there, there came a point when God said to Abraham, I am more than enough in any situation to turn any situation around. I'm more than enough to turn your old body around, to turn Sarah's old body around. I am big enough to make happen what I said would happen. Yeah. And of course, he changed his name. And I think it's very interesting. I'm sure you've heard it, that Abram's new name was Abraham. Had that H in it that really talks about God's presence now. This is not Abraham on his own trying to do what God said was going to happen. This is Abraham within God, God within Abraham. That's a beautiful picture. And and one thing that is really quite significant that you shared where this started, because the first mention of God's name in scripture connected with his action, it's always important to go back to that name and find what were the circumstances because God spoke through that, his name, through the actions with Abraham. And Shema. isn't that amazing? Because yeah. he's giving, he, God is giving us a picture, but he's giving us a framework. Yeah. So that in order to know that name El Shaddai, which, you know, doesn't mean a lot to us in English mm-hmm. at all from the Hebrew name, but to take it back to that picture. Yeah. Then we begin to see that's what God is t- trying to tell me mm-hmm. by this redemptive name. He's telling me that he is a nurturer. Yeah. And as you said, sufficient for every, every situation that you could possibly find yourself in. And, and faith, people are finding themselves in all kinds of situations today where they need a nurturer. They need someone that is sufficient and this whole picture of God's redemptive name and his redemptive action in Abraham's life mm-hmm. is an, a, a truth and a concept. It may be the first mention, but it's meant for us today. So, Faye, what beautiful truths you shared today. What incredible encouragement for us today. We're recording 2021 and the, the uh, issues, the Ideas, the uh, fears, the Goliaths, as we've talked about, are so many. And here we want to say to our listeners today, here's the name of God that is meant for you right now. So as you wrap up, would you give us a scripture that we could hold on to for our lives today? I think one scripture I would like to leave comes from a name of God, Rhea, the Lord, our shepherd. Wow. And Jesus found, Jesus is the good shepherd. It's a redemptive name. It, it started in the Old Testament, but it, it is completed in the new, the sacrifice of Jesus and the life of Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. And he said, this is something that is so precious to me and is so key in our lives. It says, my sheep know my voice mm. and the strangers they will not follow. Mm. Wow. And if you take that back to the nurturer, how a baby knows his mother's yeah. name or his mother's voice. voice. Yeah. And yeah. that whole picture of nurturing, what a beautiful picture. And no matter our age, we need nourishing. Mm-hmm. We need that good shepherd to guide us. And uh, what beautiful, those two scriptures, the picture of El Shaddai and the shepherd goes so hand in hand yeah. because the care of the shepherd for his sheep is that beautiful picture that most people 
believe it or not, know the first line of Psalm 23. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. It gets, you know, kind of thrown out there. Yeah. But you have brought meaning, impact to that whole concept of the names of God. There are so many, Faye, we could spend every session. Oh, yeah. Like it's, um, you can't even count them. There and, are so many names. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, all, they all work together. They all really come from love. They, they are, God is love and these names all show this is what love looks like. This is how love acts. And, and so really what we're pulling together here are these names of God that enable us then to say, we can trust God. Yes. Because that's the, that's why we talk about his integrity is to share with others that he is trustworthy and he's given us all of these examples of his actions yeah and do you know ruth and even though even though god gave us all of those names the old testament to describe who he was and what he does he still had the psalmist write to us they that know thy name will put their trust in thee because there is a knowing that is so important yes and so i knew when i looked at psalm 138 too and it wasn't just talking about it. I got to the place where I realized it's not just talking about those precious names. There was more to it than that. There was more to be discovered. There's more for us to be discovered, I think. And this is over the next few days as we, as we talk about this. It came to me when I, I, I went back to the Lord and I said, Lord, uh, I still don't know what this means. And I heard the Lord say in my heart, what's in any man's name? Hmm. And so that, that is something we'll talk about next time. Wow. What is in any man's name yeah. that, that is in God's name? I think that's great, a great way to end off this session because when you first published uh, your book, it was actually called What's in a Name. It was, yeah. And I love that title. And I, I still tend to call it that, not smooth stones <laughs> yeah. or promises, but because it, it speaks so loudly, what's in a name. And to our listeners today, we pray that your appetite has been wet and that you will join us again next time, because we are going to talk about three words that might not mean what you think they do. And it'll be right along the idea of who God is and why he can be trusted. So thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. We'll see you next time. Tuning in to Empowering Others Through God's Word with Faye Rowe. The previous six podcasts reveal in part the legacy of Faye Rowe. Our mutual love for God's Word drew us together. And whenever we were together, God's faithfulness always took over our conversation. I'm so grateful to Faye's husband, Glenn, and daughter, Jillian, who have kindly allowed me to air these podcasts. I pray that the love Faye had for her Lord and Savior becomes part of your story too. Thank you, Faye, good and faithful servant, until we meet again. And to you, my listeners, check out our ministry at wordstoinspire.ca or contact me, ruth at wordstoinspire.ca. Tune in again. Until next time, bye for now.